Welcome to Mystic Grace podcast number 21. For this podcast, I have a very good friend and next door neighbor by the name of Sharon Holleran, who's with me today because we're going to follow up on podcast number 20, Miracle Workers uh, Through Divine Intervention. And coming to know Sharon and I feel that she was absolutely dropped in on that doorstep and number 17 next door uh, as an angelic uh, host and miracle worker herself coming from uh, California and knows how to uh, do all these kind of wonderful, beautiful healing work, especially singing bowls. She's a very unique person, and I'm going to let her explain to you uh, why when she first told me some of these things you know, that, that she is and that she does. I am so excited, and I thank God for, for this beautiful neighbor and for her gracious heart. She's a very jovial person, and she laughs all the time. And boy, do I like to hear that, especially now. Um, but she, again, this is part of, uh, this is part two, you know, of the, of healing, being able to heal ourselves and the extraordinary things that we can do as human beings. So Sharon, welcome to Mystic Grace Podcast. Thank you, Colleen. I'm really happy to be here. It's really So a when you told me that you did not have a thumbprint, my mind kind of went like sideways. <laughs> So, and and then when I say that to other people, they say on both thumbs, and I I didn't really even understand that question. So please tell us that first. Yeah, both thumbs. <laughs> they tried both thumbs to fingerprint me, and they couldn't get a, couldn't find my fingerprints. I had a couple lines, but not you know how it's supposed to like fill in the blanks. Um, it was very strange because I didn't know I didn't have fingerprints. I went to go get a background check, and they're like, you know, we're not going to be able to prove you for this you know, background check because you have to have thumbprints or fingerprints. We can't do it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a problem because I need it for my work. It's like a $10,000 fine if you don't have it. So I went home and do you want to hear the whole story? Yes, I do. And I wanted to just interject something here, which is that in second grade, and I remember my second grade's teacher, Miss Scarlett, because I love that, you know, the clue game. Uh, the, the police force came in and took our thumbprints without our permission or permission oh. slips brought home to our families, and they took our thumbprint. So I was only in the second grade, so I'm, it's interesting. Wow. It's not universal across the board here, you know, when you're getting yeah. a thumbprint. So this is very interesting to me. It's an interesting uh, tidbit because because of everything that's coming now about our our divine imprint. Right. And so so continue, please. Right. Yeah. So anyhow, I, I went home, and I actually had one of my employees was with me, and they got hers immediately. And she, the woman said, well, you know, you'll probably get a letter saying you're going to be denied because we don't have your thumbprints. And she goes to the w- woman who worked with me, you'll get your thing probably in 30 days. So I went home, and I just kind of talked to Archangel Michael all the time. He's my guy. And I said, can you just work this out for me because I really need this permit. I'm not kidding. Within, it was a couple days, maybe a week, I get the email with the approval, which is so bizarre, super bizarre. And the girl who worked with me took her over 30 days to get hers. So somehow it was divinely guided to let me have it, even though I wasn't supposed to because of the thumbprint thing. And then every year since, it always asked me to upload those thumbprints again. And I just hit enter and get it again. Oh, my Which is so gosh. interesting. I mean, they still do the FBI check to make sure I'm not like, a, you know, a criminal or anything. Um, but they just forgive the thumbprints. Now, that is unheard of, Sharon. Yeah. You, I don't know how you could get away with that in this, in this day and I age. I know, right? But yeah. I'm very happy about it. Right. So tell us a little bit more about your connection with the divine. Do you have a special connection with Michael the Archangel? I do. I do. Um, From the time I was very, very little, my grandmother lived with us, and she was like in late 90s, and she taught me all about the different angels and their jobs and what they do. And I thought everybody knew, like all my siblings. She didn't teach anybody except me. I found out when I was an adult. Um, So she really helped me call them in. And they're like my team. Um, even in my business, I like 
use the angels to, you know, create work for myself where I don't really have to do anything, which is really nice. I just let it go to them and they take care of it. Um, and when I used to do massage too for 18 years and I would call them in and I would just blank out when I would massage people and they would just take over, which is really lovely. And then I did all the Doreen Virtue um, certification with the angel therapy because it just made sense to do, even though she stopped doing it, which is so bizarre. I know. I haven't followed up on that yeah. lately. but I loved her, but, yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yes, I met her many, many years yeah. ago, and her skin was translucent, but this was mm-hmm. when she would first began right. and first began to come out into the public. And so I God think the dark her. Attacked, attacked her, mm. which is very sad. And we have uh, plenty of that to, uh, to overcome and to uh, have respect for, of course, and then overcome it, which is very much a part of these podcasts right now, because I think it's extremely urgent for us as as divine human beings to be able to invoke yeah. and in enact not only to pray for and ask for, but then to put that in action, yeah. and as you have done all all of your life. So it's so important. I mean, I cannot even. Inst- stress how important it is to be to get back on track with that even if you haven't practiced invoking or experimenting or experiencing uh, these divine uh, co-creation yeah it's all co-creation it is and so. I feel like any healing modality doesn't matter if I do massage or sound it, it's all divinely guided it's not not me doing it it's me allowing the work to come through me, the energy to come through me. And it's also your respect for the light. And it's also yeah. your your connection to the divine. There's so many human beings that just want to have experiences. Oh, I want to go out of body and I want to see this and I want to do that. Or I'm sick and tired of being here. Or I'm just sick and tired. And I said, you know, so there's so much happening on all these different levels of creation, not just here. And really, uh, Sharon, I think that you're really just part of this um, tremendous light worker, miracle workers, uh, human, divine human being helping to maybe uh, redirect you know, yeah. uh, by your presence, you know, by your joy, by your laughter, and also by your experiences with healing yourself. Yeah, I really know that we can definitely heal ourselves. Like one million percent we can. We're the only person that gets in our own way of being healed. Um, it's about raising our vibration and allowing the healing to take place and trusting and believing and it's it's all about like law of attraction, Joe like Joe Dispenza's yeah. work, Abraham Hicks' work. It's about raising our vibration through whatever modality, whether it's meditation or sound, or just being out in nature. That's where all the healing happens. That's where all the good stuff shows up. All the money, all the fun, like all the great experiences, all the attraction to different places and things and experiences. That you need to keep going and to work the material. Right. Thing. Right. But you also had a grandmother that gave you this tremendous gift. She did. Right in house, so to speak, you know, right there. So not only did you have that connection uh, from a lineage, you know, where she brought this in, but you had it there on a a constant basis where you could then uh, absorb it and and become it. So she taught me about colors and light. Did she? And putting myself in the bubbles of different colors for protection. Like my family is very volatile. You know, there's a lot of us. We live up to our last name. Everyone played an instrument. Hollering. It was very loud. The ah. cops would come all the time because there's so much noise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. It was very, very loud Irish family. Okay. Um, well, you know, there's something else I want to say here, and that is we just found out, Sharon and I, that her father was called Happy Jack and so was mine. That is so cool. <laughs> and my father had a little Ford Ranger old green truck, and he had a sign in the back of his truck, Happy Jack, and I went like, oh, my God. You're the same. I mean, what are the odds of that? I know. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> right. Yeah. So as you are living your life, uh, Sharon, and you got dropped right into my, right into the neighborhood that I was, was in, and thank God we became— I know. It was totally—you <laughs> know, I, I found the place online. I didn't even see it. I was in L.A., and I'm like, I, I'm going to move to Sedona, and two weeks later I was here. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
That's right. And that kind of uh, manifesting that as quickly as po- that you do is also part of the healing, you know, yeah. that we can do. We don't have to wait for an eternity or go through lots of therapies. Of course, you know, I, uh, the nowadays it really, really is difficult. But I think that connection that we have with our creator is done first by the passion and the desire to do so. And even if we don't... Um, have maybe have seen so many other people or read books or whatever, I think is an instant, instant yeah. uh, plea or asking. Well, it's for a little divine. spark, and then we just trust the spark, and then boom, everything happens. That's right. Very quickly. And you trust it on every level of your being. Yeah. You know, what, whatever, however that comes. So I, I can't wait for you to tell us about. There's two specific incidences that you have had in your life where you, through your divine mind, and it is through your mind, and it is through your heart connection to the, to the divine creation, really where you came from and who you are, how you healed yourself. Give us those experiences. Um, well, the first thing that happened was my back. I was, my back was so bad I couldn't even walk. Um, I had, my mom was pushing my mom on a walker, and she fell backwards onto me, oh. and I was pinned. And I already had some back problems, but that just kind of took it over the top. And I went and had an MRI, and it was bad. I had sp- spinal stenosis and four bulging discs. And they said, you need to have surgery. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And I don't take drugs either. I won't take painkillers or anything. So I went home. I thought, oh, my God, I got to figure this out. And I literally could not walk. Like, it was bad. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't, like, do anything for myself. Right. And a friend of mine called. She goes, you know, there's this sound healer at this old church in Pasadena. Maybe he can help you. I said, I'm up for it. So I went. My daughter my friend had to lift me up, put me in the car. They laid me on this altar. This church was, like, built in the 1800s. It was, like, crackly. And <laughs> it was really a trip. Oh Very gosh. small, tiny little. It was called Church of Truth. And... um halfway into the sound bath, I felt all this crackling of energy and blood going down my legs again. And my pain level was probably a 10. And maybe it was 60% better at that point, 70% better that first session. I'm like, wow, this is something. So then I started going to this guy three times a week. He's only charged me $10. Incredible. Like, incredible. And um, he was just a really cool dude that someone gifted these bulls to, and he just knew what to do with them. Like, he was just a cool guy. Anyhow, after about six months, I was completely fine. Completely. Like, unreal fine. I could do anything. I could hike. I could do anything again. I've had zero pain. Structurally, I did an MRI. Structurally, it still looks bad. Okay. But there's zero pain. And from there, I, of course, had a love for sound. (laughs) Yes, I know. <laughs> so I had to start buying bowls because I was going to sound baths constantly. Like that was, you know, my addiction three or four times a week over the last eight years. And you're very good at it. And uh, I've been to one of your sessions. And since you were healed by this sound vibration and through these, this particular way, the sound bowls, and you became uh, a sound bowl healer master yeah. yourself. So that's uh, yeah. It's a, and cool. it's not it's not even a money thing to me. It's a love thing. Of course, I just love it, and I love watching people transform. You know, a lot of times it's very uncomfortable when they first start coming the sound baths because they're experiencing things they haven't experienced. Like, like their body getting lighter and lighter, their monkey mind calming down, um, and they notice physically they start maybe feeling better. Sometimes they have to purge before they start feeling better. But all kinds of things start happening. And it's it is pretty amazing, actually. And I, I, I love it. I well, love well it. <laughs> you, you were healed by this modality. Yeah. So, again, that became, right. you almost became a sound bowl, you know, in a variety yeah. of sound bowls yourself. And I was a healer. I did massage for 18 years, and mm. I diagnosed quite a few cancers. You uh, did? On, you, yeah, on my table. Like I could feel the energy. Well, it wasn't when I was touching them. I would always run my hands over their body first, just energetically, and I could feel the stagnation of blood and chi. Um, and I would it, pretty intuitively know there's something going on right there. You need to have an X-ray or go to the doctor or whatever. Okay. And that was a pretty mind-blowing experience that that kept happening over and over again. Like blood clots, I would feel like all kinds of stuff. 
Um, and then I had to give massage up because I overdid my joints after 18 years. I'm like, this is not working anymore. You that know? happens a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So then the sound was a natural progression to transfer over to, which is a lovely thing. Um, it's almost yeah. like your, it's your natural birthright to have been – It is. Uh, to re, have reconnected you. It and is. I know that the Palladians are all about the sound healers. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I come, I come from a long line. I, I, I remember myself in Atlantis. You Very do. clearly, with a huge crystal chambers, and I'm like in charge. <laughs> oh. Like I, I have it so visual. Like I want to go back there because I love it, how it feels, and this massive crystal in the center of this chamber, like does everything for the entire city. Lights it up. It's used as a healing source, an energy source. It's pretty amazing. That's a that's a very succinct memory then that it's you have. It's a very yes, yes. Mm. And I worked with an angel group for about 20 years and we all were from that same area. When oh, we met, it was like cool? we all had the same memories like it was really cool. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Very very cool. When you do your singing bowls now for for groups or one-on-one, uh do you go back there too to back to the to these You know, when films? I do any kind of healing thing, I leave my body most of the time. Like, I I check out. So something comes into me and takes over. But I presume it it's from that. I go back in time. Okay. To another dimension or whatever, another place, Atlantis, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know, but I allow it to happen. If I try to be in my own way and use my own ego and self, it's not a good session mm-hmm. for Or try anybody. to say, you know, where you specifically want to go or things like that. Yeah. Right? You're, just, you're just being, you're just there. I'm and just a vessel. Yeah. And, and, a, and a very good one because of, of the experience, you know, that you've yeah. had with it. So explain also uh, these tremendous other uh, experiences that you had the, that you were able to get out of your body. Well, I had... A psychic actually told me that I had breast cancer, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And I had a lump in my my breast, and I thought, okay, I got to work with this and get rid of it. So I meditated specifically on that lump for quite a while, um, every day, sometimes two or three times a day. I would med- do go into meditation for it. And one morning I woke up, and I something felt weird, and I looked, and this the, the like a stagnation of gross stuff, you know, like a ball of stuff actually had come out of my breast and it was like there, but it, my breast had sealed itself back up. Like it'd been glued back together or something, like no scar, nothing. So it was like a lump that had come through come your through skin, my skin and, and just the gone. skin healed itself skin. and it just was on top of your yeah. your skin. Yeah, and I remember like... <laughs> Telling my daughter, look, it happened. It worked. It worked. <laughs> and what did your daughter do? I mean, she's just, I don't remember exactly what she did. Just, you know, just kind of like, wow. Did you take a picture of it by chance? I did. You know, I did it. <laughs> it's like one of those things you don't even think about. And then the other experience I had was I was having a really hard time in life. Um, the interaction with my son at the time and my heart chakra was very close. It was so close. I kept going to the doctor thinking I was having a heart attack. So they did all these tests. There was nothing wrong with me. I'm like, okay, it's my heart chakra. So I would sleep with a rose quartz heart on my chest. And one night I was laying, it was like three in the morning. I wasn't sleeping well. And I kept reading this poem my older sister wrote on the Pachamama about the phoenix rising. Okay. The whole thing. Yes. I kept reading it over and over and over again. All of a sudden, all this electricity, like colorful electricity, comes through my heart. I like visually saw it, and that rose quartz turned white. It was really cool, and it like opened, cracked open my heart chakra again. I'm like, whoa, that happened! Oh, <laughs> my gosh! And that was a really like one of those. Wow, this is cool. <laughs> it's really cool. All of these yeah. fantastic experiences, would that include the, the the spiders around your heart that kind of yeah. freaked you out? Yeah. And was this before that the heart turned white? Or? That was before. The oh. spider thing was before. We would, in my angel group, actually, we would do like the psychic surgery thing. And I, um, 
you visualize, you know, you go into your body and you see what's in there, what doesn't belong there. And I had a bunch of spiders, like weird spiders, dark energies. Um, Insectoids. Yeah, it was very weird, very weird. Mm -hmm. So we'd go through this process of cleaning our bodies out as a group, which is, you know, when you do things in groups, it's really powerful. Yes. Very. Actually, yes. my angel group was the first group, first time I came to Sedona. Like 20, oh. It was probably like 25 years ago, maybe. Is we that all what came you here call together. yourselves, the angel group? We did. Oh, okay. We did. <laughs> and I used to bring my son when he was a tiny little boy, and he would could do angel coloring books oh. while we were doing our meditations. We would do all kinds of things. We would levitate each other. We would turn, we'd all bring bottles of wine and, and cover the labels. Some were dollar wines, some were really expensive wines. And we would put our intent, and you could not tell the difference between a cheap bottle and an expensive bottle. We did all kinds of fun stuff. Really fun stuff. That's fantastic. Yeah. And we, you know, we healed each other as a group. And I don't even know how we all found each other. It's one woman kind of like created it and we all just came. Isn't that where yeah. you came here to Sedona to be in Sedona or somewhere we nearby? Came, no, we Angel came to Sedona to do like some energy work. And I remember being up at the vortex as we all laid together with our feet touching in a circle. <laughs> yeah. And we heard all this like, like singing it was super, super intense. You could feel it, the vibration. And I thought, this is such a cool place. And I knew that first time I came here that I was supposed to be here at some point in my life. And how long, how many years ago was that? That was probably 25 years ago. Oh, that long ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. isn't that interesting? Because I've been coming here 17 years, and yeah. I've been saying that for a year, so it's probably 18 years now. Yeah, but... and I kept visiting every year. I kept oh, coming back. Oh, back. Oh. And then Ryan, my son, moved here. I came to... He said, I think I'm going to move to Sedona. I have a friend there. And he'd never been here, which is so weird. He was coming from San Francisco during, you know, the big lockdown. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to meet you there. I'll help you find a place. So I came. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to live here, too. So I went back to L.A., and that's when I decided I'm, I got to leave. So I moved here two weeks after he did. <laughs> that's really fast. Yeah, it was really fast. It, it happened to me fast as yeah. well. I came for a writer's workshop, and then... Uh, my uh, my friend that's sitting, sitting next to me, Connie, um, she and her husband were building a home, and she said, "My townhome will be for rent." I went, "It's mine." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> said, it's mine. She kind of goes, "Okay." So I mean, really, that's how it happens. So. And I, th I think people that show up here are supposed to meet each other too. Very connected. Like I lived in LA for a long time, the same house for a long time. I never had relationships with my neighbors. It was very sad. Like, I was the weirdo neighbor, you know? <laughs> um, and here, I don't feel like the weirdo neighbor anymore. I feel like I fit in. And the energy feels so good here. Like, I got the rocks, just to lay on the rocks, to be in the presence of the rocks. It just feels so grounding and lovely. I love it. I know people that do live here absolutely love it here. And uh, I'm very, very honored to live here as well at this time and to really have you next door and then the gal before you also uh cammy and have the the her talks the keys of enoch the, their headquarters are here and just seems like yeah. like you were saying this gathering of of certain souls and individuals yeah especially now do you think there is a connection between your not having a thumbprint and your divine Energy? I well, you know, is the other thing is I'm, I'm I've got a blood a very rare blood type AB negative or H negative, which is one percent of the population, which is really weird, right? And I think there's something you know that makes me a little bit different because of that, and maybe that's where the thumbprint comes in. I'm not sure, but I find it very fascinating. Do you have other people that you know about that have the same? No, but they say most people that have the AB negative, we're all kind of look alike a little bit. Light hair, light eyes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Like maybe we come from another time and space and we just showed up again. Neither one of my parents are the same blood type as me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Neither one of your parents have the same blood type as right. you. Right. Which okay. is weird, right? Because usually mm -hmm. you do, but I guess it, you don't have to, but... It's a little strange. Right. So have you been uh, in your uh, meditations, your co-creation with your healing work, have you been uh, literally on other ships of light? Or I don't remember if I've been on a ship, but I've seen lots of ships. Like, right. Tell us about that. 
Um, probably the most profound one, because it was so big, it was like, like two in the afternoon. I was driving down Burbank Boulevard in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden there's this massive, and it was a metal ship. It was so big. I'm like, why aren't people freaking out? Like, it was miles long. Like, I couldn't even see the sky. It was so massive. And I'm like, this is insane. Oh. I'm calling people like, are you seeing this? No one's seeing it. I'm like, what's going on? So I called my um, spiritual teacher I've been working with at that time. And she says, you're vibrating at a different frequency. So that's why you see things other people don't see. And I'm like, oh, God, but I, I need verification from somebody. So I went on Reddit, which is like a forum where people just chat about stuff. A whole bunch of people saw it. I'm like, yes. I was so happy other people saw it because I felt like, you know, you kind of feel a little crazy. How long ago did this happen? That was not that long ago, maybe two, three years ago, two years ago maybe. Did you pull off the road? Or? Well, I was close to home, so I just kept driving until I got <laughs> home. <laughs> but it was weird. It was really weird. And then when my kids were little um, – we had this like super urge. Well, I had this urge like we've got to get to the beach. It was at night, and I don't know why. I'm like, get in the car. We're going to the beach. <laughs> so we get down there, and there's hundreds of other people down there. I'm like, whoa, this is weird. So we're all standing like it was at Torrey Pines Beach in San Diego, and we're standing on the rocks like above the sand, and all of a sudden, all these beautiful colored light beings maybe a thousands of them, I don't know, started walking towards all of us. And nobody said a word. From the ocean? From the ocean. And we're just like all standing there like, I have chills just thinking about it. Okay, let's go into a little more detail about that. What do you mean light buildings walking on they top of like the water? They were like pillars of lights okay. coming out of the water walking towards oh, us. Oh. It was beautiful, like very, very beautiful, like iridescent light beings. Um. But they just kind of walked through us, and then just and they were gone. And we were all just kind of standing there like, wow. It was pretty what, incredible. Was there – did you hear sound? No. It was silent that I remember. I remember it just being really quiet and um, beautiful. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know what it meant or, you know. I, did no, you... but But we all just kind of looked at each other like, wow. And then everyone just kind of got in their cars and left. It was – it was just like a weird. <laughs> so you didn't talk to anyone afterwards. No, we, oh, my kids were like, "Well, that was the coolest thing ever." You know, it was like. <laughs> oh and then God. another time on the freeway, we saw something similar up in the sky, and that was in the evening too. And I was driving on the freeway, and actually, at that time, a bunch of people were pulled over looking at it, and the news tried to say it was some aircraft, something I don't course, remember, but it was yes. it was definitely some magical spirit thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank God, at least we're, you know, through that tremendous effort of, of disclosure, project disclosure, yeah. and all of the human beings have just, that have stuck with, you know, the program to bring yeah. this uh, front and center here. Thank God, at least we can talk about it now, right. you know, where uh, we won't be. Yeah. Know. I have a sister. She's actually been abducted many, many times when she was a little tiny girl. But it wasn't a good experience for her at all. Like Tell they were messing with her. A little bit. I mean, all she ever says was, well, she always says, I know you don't believe me, but I do believe her. <laughs> Did you believe her at that time? When she was really little? Probably not. Like she started talking about when she was like eight years old and I was like seven, you know, really young. But she's always been really out there. She's super psychic, super, super psychic. Um, she's a psychic by profession. That's what she's done her entire life. Okay. Um, but she felt very prodded and invaded and not good about it. So it was a scary thing for her. Have you ever really, really that, gone she does, into detail? She doesn't like doesn't. Okay. All she talks about is like, it's not. It wasn't good. Wasn't good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you can you sort things out in your mind, Sharon? About you know what is good and what isn't? In other words, these uh, back engin engineered ships that the military has, or you know now that you see or can visualize these different ships, you know, would you be able to tell which ones I don't are know. the light, I certainly which ones are not? I certainly hope so, and I hope I can feel the energy. That's and I think that's the only way to really know because everything has an energy imprint, and we're very sensitive to that if we if we know what to feel for, um, whether it's a light energy or a dense energy. So if it was a dense energy, I probably wouldn't go near it. Um, 
But if it was light, I would love to go for a ride. <laughs> like, beam me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these ships have lights, and they are lights, and uh, they can move through space uh, and time, but they may not necessarily be, you know, of the light, light, so to speak. Uh, So I think this is part of our our program here, uh, Sharon, as well, to redirect, to bring into that, that golden thread or that connection to the higher source and the higher, the higher light. Because of all this false flag and yeah. all of this back engineered and all of these all of this false misinformation and I think it, I think we would be very surprised to know really what our government is oh, yeah. is about and has been doing and all of these things. And I mean, so, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of alien life in our government. Not yes. not so good either. Correct. Um, right. So yeah, he's a, yes. So now so now. That's the most important thing, I think, in our lives right now while we're at these crossroads. And the most important thing that I feel is what we should be doing is to be able to hear and see in direct contact with the supreme light, with the supreme being, and also be able to heal ourselves in the the moment and also be able to reject an injection. Yeah, I'm really excited about you talking about that because— you know, I'll probably get the vaccine because I want to travel and see my visit my daughter in Argentina. So I'll have to get the vaccine. I'm sure to get on a plane. They'll probably make that mandatory. But I like what you said, how we're going to be able to pull that vaccine out of us energetically. And, you know, well, you have had experience yeah. with this sort of thing before. And you of all people uh, that I've met just over my 30 years. What? Well, just dispel it. Well, dispel- like, like Wim Hof. You know him, right? The breath guy. He has that really deep breath, and he goes into freezing waters and oh, ice. Oh, yes. They injected him with all kinds of horrible diseases, and through his breath, he does never get sick. He just pushes it out. And they did this under, like, in a hospital to watch him do it. It's, it's, it was a documentary on him, Wim Hof. I okay. highly how recommend you, How do you spell that? Oh, it's Wim Wim. Hoff. I think it's W-I-M-M Hoff. I think that's how you spell it. Okay, I could Wim be wrong, Hoff. I but think he is a pretty magical man. Yeah, I think people And he teaches be... people, though, how to be magical there <laughs> through their you breath. Go. Yeah, he does it all through breathing, intense breathing. Like, I've done his breathing before. You can actually pass out from it because it's so intense. Well, we don't use our breaths yeah. anyway. We like, don't he really o- over-oxygenates the body where it's so clean, which is pretty we don't breathe enough. We right. really need to breathe more. Right. So we're doing this from all these different healing modalities in, uh, in trying to separate out the, the, the positive from the negative. Right. And so uh, until, until enough of us human beings really, really wake up to understand that this uh, vaccines that they're trying to push, they have no idea really what it's going to do. It hasn't been really, really tested. And if you don't take it, they will fine you a lot of money and all this stuff. So right then and there, there's a a problem with that. Well, I think if we practice raising our vibration, nothing yucky can live either. You know what I mean? Yes. Because only if you're, if you're, I mean, basically, you can turn yourself into your own light being. That's right. And when you do that through, you know, sound or any kind of healing stuff, vibration, thought, um, nothing dense can be in there with you. That's right. Which is great. And through the trials and tribulations of our human experience here, um, for instance, you broke your foot probably about six weeks ago. How no, long? it's been eight weeks. Oh, and I'm very happy to say I went to the doctor. They told me originally I'd be in my boot three months. Um, and I broke my ankle in two places, pretty bad. And yesterday I went, and he says, you don't need to wear that boot anymore. You've done really good. You're about a month ahead of schedule. So now today I'm walking on my own, just wearing my hiking boots, super happy. And I'm thinking probably in four more weeks I'll be able to hike again. <laughs> so your, your first love for Sedona here. Yeah, I love to hike. In, uh... It's just the energy because you can run the energy through your body. You can feel it. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Especially when you lay down on the rocks, it's like it's it's wild how you feel. It's like your hair standing up on your arms all over, you know. 
Well, you're just really plugged into Sedona Energy yeah. and the Red Rocks. I'm not a great hike hiker. If I'm coming from Mystic, Connecticut, I like the ocean and the well, beach. Well, I grew up on the, the beach. Oh, yes. On right. the water. So, right. yeah, I love that energy, too. But this is different. It is different. It's a little different. And it's I think it's stronger energy for some reason. Do you have a magic prayer, Sharon? Do you have I don't know if I have a magic Do you prayer? have a, if someone wanted to be be you or follow in your, your footsteps about this healing and all of that, what would you tell them to do? I mean, just, just to simplify it down, get involved with sound. Okay. You know, just energy. Get involved with sound. Sound. And put intent in everything, even your water that you drink. Because um, Dr. Emoto, I he's done all these amazing things with water, and you can see the patterns. And if you put love into it, they look lovely and beautiful. That's what sound does. It clears everything to be put all your cells and your DNA, everything back in perfect order. Um, and that's where all the good stuff lives. And we all have the power to create anything. And like even money, money is not, it's just an energy. It's all it is. So if you're feeling good energy-wise, money will just pop in. Like, I'm here, take me. Um, it's not hard. We get in our own way by worry is a low vibration. It's fear. Um, so we want to be in love. We want to be the top. We want to be in love because love is everything. Love is pure positive energy. And really, the light does win in the end. And I yeah. think that we have to trust them. Uh -huh. And I'm going to keep saying that over and over again, because the light does win. And if the, our time now is so much in fear, because we are losing uh, so much of our or turning our power over to the fear. Yeah. So I would like to express our our true um, love and our dedication through our experiences that we really can get these bugs out, get these illnesses out just by our own intention and thought. Yeah. So drink a big glass of water, put your hands on the water, and and water is life. Yeah. And you could even, if you don't want to say a prayer, put a color to it, like pink Love, you know, green for the heart chakra, whatever. Yes. You know, blue for truth. Right. There's so much we can do by, you know, our chakra system is incredible. Yes, and if it we is. we pay attention to it. And we can heal our bodies, too, if we think, okay, so we've got something going on with our throat a lot, right? You're not speaking your truth. So create more blue energy around there. Wear turquoise. Envision blue. You know, that'll help open it up to heal that so you can speak your truth again. And sound. And, uh, sound. Uh, and if you're in the car, sing. Yeah. Oh, uh, singing is amazing. Chanting. Yeah. Yell. I mean, just uh, oming. Oming is the easiest, simplest thing yeah. we can do. And that just elevates us and cleans us. Right. I think what I'm trying to get at is that you're another human being is not going to give you what you really need right. now uh, to understand like your path and really where you're going. You've got to practice and we've got to practice this divine energy right. that we were born from originally. Right. You know, I have this favorite saying when I had my healing center in Mystic, Connecticut. I said, you know, we weren't manufactured in New Jersey somewhere. But right. then <laughs> we were a spark of God. <laughs> but then I had this wonderful friend that came from New Jersey. I said, okay, I gotta I gotta use another state or something. But I said, we're not, we're not manufactured beings. We're not robots. We're not AI. We are God-infused, powerful, spiritual beings. Let's get on it. Yeah. Let's practice it. Let's do yeah. it. Let's see how it works. But I do know this. If you don't believe, you will not receive. But you can practice. But you can practice. Right? If yeah. you don't have a fully, if you don't fully believe, you can just practice and, and then start ask small for things. that. I mean, people think they have to meditate in silence for hours. You don't. No. Oh. You don't at yep. all. You can listen to a guided meditation for five minutes and then up that to six minutes and then go from there. It's really basic. You just sit with your heart and your mind mm -hmm. and you say, dear God in heaven, teach me, show me yeah. here. Take it back. Take this suffering back. Take this illness yeah. back. Teach me. I am ready. We have, we, we still have time. Yeah. We still have our heartbeat. Yeah. We still are in the Adamic race. We are divine human beings and we must, we must Practice this yeah. and do it. And then you'll see. You'll see. 
You don't have to be afraid as much as the the dark side and the dark forces want you to be afraid. You know, we'll, the light wins. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Just does, and it will. Yeah. And so you can be a part of that. You can be a part of that, and it doesn't cost anything. Right. It's free. It's free. It's free. You can heal yourself for free. Yeah. <laughs> Save a lot of money. You can. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. Use your God-given talents. Use yeah. your voice. Use your heart. In one second, it takes one second to connect yourself back to the right. Creator because that is where you came from. Well, even like the tr- drug trials where they do the placebo and people get healed. It's their thoughts that healed them, that's not right. the drug. So, that's I right. mean, that just proves it right there. For people that believe in all the Western medicine, you have the, you can do it. Right. So shut off the mechanics, the computer, the television, yeah. especially the television, and all of that, and go within your own system and your own computer and and do make your intentions known. Yeah, yeah. And run your own energy. Like, if you can't feel it, visualize it. Well, imagination yeah. is part right. of that. That's all I wanted to do 30 years ago was to uh, have a connection to the creator. And basically, I'm saying to the creator, I know there's something else here. And this is a world of suffering and tears. And 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 you get banged up here. <laughs> and it's like you look around and you go like, everybody's in some kind of a boat of misery here. And it's awful and it's terrible. But And yet, our planet is beautiful and, and gorgeous. And um, you can just feel that you are a part of something so much greater. And we're, well, all, we're all connected. And yes. I think people get in this mind that we're separate. We're not. We might be in different homes, but we're all connected energetically. Like I can send love to my kids and I know they feel it or to you, like, you know. And the synchronicities that happen, then all of a sudden, then that comes together on the materialistic uh, level. And so we're thinking of something and then, oh, that person just appears or that name is mentioned somehow. You know, that, that sort of that thing. That happens a lot. It does happen a lot, especially in Sedona. Yeah. But, of course, in other places as well. But we really need to heal ourselves now. And at my last podcast, I tell, you know, uh, the listeners and people, don't fall off the edge of the world here. You have yet to f- figure out your own power. Right. Use it. Use your voice. Try something different. We are so used to allowing all this pressure and tension to direct our lives. You can close all of that down and shut all of that down. And this is the fear that fear does not want you to do. Right. And that's what we're being bombarded with with the media right now. Absolutely. And it's all untrue. Yeah. On top of that. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> I'm like, did they, are they really saying this stuff? It's like, <laughs> it's insane. They're scaring people so bad. I know. And everybody doesn't know what to believe, but they're going to believe the worst. Right. And that right. to me is like, and, and, I, and I think to myself, how did this happen? Yeah. Where, every, where most human beings are giving their power away, they're not even thinking for themselves. Well, I read a thing that if you hear, if you're bombarded with the same message for 60 days, it could become tr- your truth if okay. you allow it. Okay. It's like a brain, well, like there's been the big brainwashing, unfortunately. It's and really it's been sad. seeping into the, our consciousness yes. right, from, the, yes. from years and years and yes. years. So we need to grab a better thought and believe that. We need to listen to that over and over and over again. And you can ask in the, mm-hmm. in my beginning days when I was connecting to the to the power and I'm going like okay let's go here right. I was like let and I would say all right show me a sign I'll do it I'll do it I will I will I want to be part of the divine I know I'm 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 a god being let me let me exercise it show me how show me what to do and then I'll and then I just started to play games well all right I'm I'm watching uh, wheel of fortune or something <laughs> Okay, and this was years ago. We're talking 30 years ago. I'm going like, all right, if you're listening to me and, and uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm in uh, co-creation with you. Let that person, you know, get a hundred on the wheel, on uh, the wheel of fortune, or whatever, whatever that is. And and the next thing happens, the person does, and then the next person does. And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Not only are you listening to me, and that you are with me, and I'm with you, but you're gonna really yes, and yes, and yes. Here, here's a hundred points on the wheel. Here's another hundred points. Not just one. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you three. What do you want to do, Colleen? What do you want to know? Yeah. I said, I want to know how to heal. Yeah. I want to know how to heal myself. And, and the cool thing is when you're vibing high and you're in that state of healing, there all these people that are like-minded will start showing up. Like, I just got a new doctor. I mean, I just said, I want this kind of doctor. And I found this name. I didn't know anything about her. I had a Zoom call with her. She's incredible. She's a Reiki master. She she does all this metaphysical healing, but she's a doctor here in Sedona. Yeah. Like, oh. who would have thought? A Western doctor. That's you know? terrific. Yeah. yeah, it's terrific. But but I was at that place where I could call that in. Because I wouldn't vibe very good with just a you know, straight-edge Western doctor. I don't believe in antibiotics. I don't do any of that stuff. So it was pretty cool that I met this woman. So that's another thing uh, what Sharon is saying is that you can call it in. But if you, first you have to know that you can actually do this. Yeah. If we're not calling in, you know, Maseratis. You're not going to need them anyway. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, we don't need that. We don't need that. Right. We need to be peaceful. We need to be at peace with ourselves. And, and have really, great experiences. Yes. And great those great experiences are, oh, I can see the aura auric field around this yeah. person. I can see it around myself. Yeah. Oh, I've got a I, I I've got a bum foot or a bum leg or whatever. Let me go in and see what that looks like and what right. that feels like. Well, I know energetically I broke my ankle. Oh um, yes. It wasn't because I broke it because I was careless, I don't think. I just had finished a you know really hard hike actually, and I tripped in the walking back to the car. But um, my daughter, bless her heart, I love her so much, she was en route to go to Argentina but couldn't go with her and her family, and they had to get out of their house, so they were coming to me. And she's, she she wants me to be, you know, more mainstream mainstream about, you know, COVID and stuff and stay in. Well, it just so happened they needed a place to stay, and I broke my ankle, and then they came to me, and I couldn't leave the house because I couldn't walk. So they stay with me for a month. So I had this beautiful, you know, experience with her where we healed a lot of stuff before she moved away to Argentina. But it probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't broken my ankle. Of course not. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I wasn't mad that I broke my ankle. Of course, it hurt. it did hurt, you know, not terribly, really, for a few days maybe. It was inconvenient. But it allowed me that time with her and my grand- grandchildren, which I loved. You can't replace that. And I did get to see them outside, and they're just adorable, those little grandchildren. Just amazing. But those kind of experiences we may think of as misfortune or we're really going uh, more depressed or more whatever, and where then we – that's where the the power comes in to take our power and say like okay this does this has happened for a reason yeah and there's so much of that all these cancer patients that talk about if I hadn't gotten cancer I would not have been able to heal the rest right. of my life right it's a gift it's a gift yeah. it is a gift and we've got to be yeah. able to do that because pretty soon Sharon we're going to be seeing ships in the sky oh, yeah. and beings a lot. like those colorful beings that came out yeah. of the water. On what beach was that? Uh, Torrey Pines in San Diego. Torrey Pines. In... Yeah, I mean. It, they were so beautiful. Like, to me, that was like the most angelic, beautiful. They weren't, I don't, I wouldn't say they were angels like the angels that I experienced, but they were, they were beings, light beings. How many people were on the beach? Hundreds. Hundreds of people were on the beach. What what time was this? At it was night? nighttime. We had finished dinner. It was oh. yeah. It was night. It was it wasn't summer, so it wasn't like a nighttime summer thing, you know. Yeah, right. And it was just this pool. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, are you doing healing work for people now, or are you kind of remote yeah. healing healing work? Yeah, or? I mean, actually, I'm gonna do a session today with my son and his friend. Yeah. Okay, but can people? Call you or get a hold of you. Oh yes, and... through illuminatedblessings.com. And say that once more. Illuminatedblessings, 
Illuminatedblessings.com. Okay, Illuminatedblessings.com. Yeah, you can find and, find me there, and I'm on, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Yes, yeah. you're very well connected on the computer and all that because you have this business in L.A. still, and yeah. uh, thank you for straighten me out even just on some silly things, simple things on the cell phone. <laughs> but uh, we'll also put that in the on the synopsis and, and have you um, have your information there. People Thank you. want to get a hold of Sharon and she does do this healing over the phone and the singing bowls. Is that right? Yeah, or? the singing bowls. And we do we do groups um, at different centers here in Los Angeles. I mean, in Sedona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. In, I was thinking in, in Los Angeles, but now I'm here in Sedona. So now, can people just call you up, Sharon, and and talk to you over the phone for counseling, spiritual yeah. counseling? Do yeah. you do that? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All yeah. right. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you. This has been wonderful. We have been brought back around together. You know, uh, just so interesting. Uh, when did you arrive here? In June or July? July. Oh, in July. Yeah. In July. Yeah, things go quickly around here, and uh, it's an amazing thing. But we, we can't have fathers by the same name yeah, <laughs> and not know one another next door. And that, again, is also part of our responsibility. And that is you do step out of, out of your door, and you do, uh, if a neighbor is, you can inquire or ask yeah. or whatever. We can, we can help one another right. still. We don't have to shut ourselves down. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go down these wrong paths and you want to listen to your own self and your own heartbeat and your own connection to the divine source of where you came from. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Sharon. you. Thank, Thank you. you. And again, this is podcast number 21 for January 2021. Holy God in heaven, a new year and let's get to it. Let's get on it. Let's heal ourselves. Do the passionate work that you have been wanting to do. Don't be afraid of all this nonsense and the, and the misinformation that is coming out there and trying to grab a hold of you. Take some deep breaths. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I mean it. I do it. The both of us are here. We're living our lives. We are in the 60s. We've gone through hell. Trust us. We have done it. We've gone through hell. It's That's it. Now the light comes and pours and pours in. It's easier now to connect to the light than it was 30 years ago because the veils, the apocalyptic veils are lifting. And we want you to see the right angels of light and the faces of light. And the way to do that is to give your heart and your breath and your love to the creator, to where you came from. And that's it. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Thank you again. Signing off from Sedona, Arizona. God bless. God bless. God bless. Use your hearts. Use your spirits. Use your energy that you came in with. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.